hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only podcast where if instead of tight, roller coasters measured how much Funkin' you had in order to get on the ride, we'd never be able to ride a ride? No, that doesn't make any sense. Fuck it. This is No Funkin' Strictly Munkin'. I'm your co-host, Jay Christie. Joining us always by Andre Barrera. Andre, don't judge me for what I just said. No, it's okay. You know, sometimes you don't have it. It's fine. We'll get we'll, we'll get through it. Uh, yes, but how are you doing besides that? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, yeah, simple. Simples. Yes. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well, uh, and I'm excited to talk about this episode with you. We're talking about Mr. Monk is on the run, part deux, which is, I believe, how the French say two. Correct. Parte dos, if you're a Spanish speaker. And uh, that my uh, list of languages where I can say numbers in is done. Exhausted? Yeah. I think German is ach is one, but, uh, you know. You don't know Irish? I, who, no, people in Ireland don't even speak Irish. What the hell are you talking about? They don't? No, well, they, they some, most of them probably speak part of it, but the primary language is English. Okay, fair enough. Colonizers. Yeah, I mean, no, they're not the colonizers. They were colonized. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because of colonizers. Yeah. Uh, but we're right here to talk about colonization. Um, and that's something that, like, I'm not even, I don't even jokingly want to talk about. Usually when I say we're not here to talk about X, it's something I would like to talk about, but I don't want to talk about that. We're talking about Mitch Mug is on the run part two. Um, what do you think of this episode? Man, honestly, um, it was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think the other one, the part one, was mm-hmm. so much better that it's, like, kind of like a limp, mm-hmm. uh, limp erection version of this. Yeah, it felt like there wasn't a lot of, it, like, it, 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 it didn't have a clear beginning, middle, and end. Not, I don't know if that's it necessarily, but just like it kind of started in the middle of the plot, um, which obviously did the part two. But um, I don't know. It, it it took took a while to get going. I think it was a lot right. of just like waiting around. And while I like how they spent time dealing with the fallout of Monk's quote unquote death, it felt like yeah. there's maybe too, too too many scenes about it. Yeah, I think the highlight being Disher's uh, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're 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 gonna talk about it. But we start off with a recap, which I'm not going to go through because, uh, you know, if you want to recap, just listen to our podcast episode last week. I mean, earlier this week. Yeah. But then we start off uh, with uh, a beautiful beach, which actually looks like it might be in the Bay Area. I mean, I might be wrong about that, but it looks like Rocky and not L.A. Yeah. And Stoudemire is very contemplative. It looks uh, mm-hmm. contemplative, however you pronounce it. Um, it you, feel- you get One of those is right. He's feeling some type of way, but it's not soon. It's not too long before we see that famous head of hair poke its way out of the rocks. And sure, and just as you know, I guessed last time because I know the show goes on for two more seasons. Um, but Monk's alive and well. Oh, would you believe it? Monk is alive and well. He didn't die. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's always funny when they name cliffhangers like that because the cliffhanger is not really is Monk dead. It's is Monk um, like how did Monk do it? You know. I mean, honestly, it would have been a hell of a left turn if like because we find out right now that basically you know mm-hmm. Monk had a vest on as we mm-hmm. as we uh, you know the surmised. old Doc Brown. Right, and um, you know they had planned it clearly, uh, gauging off of the conversation he had with Sotomayor in the police office, where he said that Rollins is um, involved in something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I forgot what the original point I was going to say was. But that's fine. I do yeah. that all the time. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So Monk is basically he's out, uh, and uh, Stamar tells him that he needs to disappear, that he can't call Natalie or Doctor Kroger, um, because okay, they, yeah, is uh, is Stanley Campbell dead at this point? Yeah, I, I I don't know if he's dead at this point, but he's I believe he's dead uh, by the. I think he season. is because he was on the phone last episode, and then this one they couldn't talk to him, so well, uh, they're being yes and no because the thing is you also I don't know what his contract is because I I guarantee you he doesn't have a contract. That like less is he he probably had a contract that he was on for like eight episodes a season or something like that. So it it's not actually wouldn't be out of the ordinary for them to if he's not an important character in the episode for them not to like waste one of his appearances because they have to, have to pay him more. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just speculating, but that wouldn't be that out of the ordinary for a recurring guest star because okay. he's always a special guest star. He's never he never gets bumped up to a, a uh, recurring cast regular. Member. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. Um... Oh, that's what it was. It was something about the fact that we knew he wasn't going to die because, uh, yeah, he uh, he can't swim, which seems like a very risky way to fake your death. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess that would have probably been the easiest way instead of like having like a car accident chase or something. I mean, like there's that. there's a, very few ways in modern society where you can get witnessed getting murdered, but then not have your body found. Yeah, like even like with a fire, they can tell that your bones aren't there um right yeah uh and so yeah he has to disappear he can't call natalie or dr kroger um and you know stopmeyer points out that like you can't do anything because i'm my ass is on the line too you know i i can stopmeyer committed a serious crime he helped the guy fake his death correct he can yeah all for the greater good and obviously everything will end up yeah everything will end up you know uh copacetic in the end Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, like, yeah, he, he's got to lay low. So he tells him there's, like, a bus, I guess, or a train yeah. or something. There's a, a bus. bus. Yeah. So he tells him to get get out of town and, you know, mm-hmm. lay low and, and just figure it out. They, they Sotomayor needs some more time to, you know, figure out what's happening with your boy Rollins. Exactly. And there's a real, I really like the moment oh, where... Oh, so he's uh, your boy. Yeah, I, I can live with that. I can't, <laughs> but... I stopped. Excuse me for the yawning. I stopped disputing who people who are my boys a long time ago. It's um, fine. He only killed one person that we know of, and it was like a criminal. So whatever. That's true. Um, not that the, I mean, yeah, he the guy did kill monks. You know, he did kill Trudy, um, and yeah. definitely more people. Like he, 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 you don't like just you know if you're a bomb guy, you don't just blow up one person. You know, and he was in Brazil for the last eight years. Lord knows what he was doing in Brazil. Shit goes down. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I really like the moment where Monks is, you know, thanks for killing me. And he's like, well, what are friends, you know, that's what friends are for. And there's a really, like, there's a warmth that I really like where, you know, it's like, where Stoudemire, it's unspoken, but it's like, Stoudemire, by pointing out that he has asked on the line, it, the implicit part of it, that is, that you mean that much to me, that I, I am willing to do that. Like, my ass is on the line, but I didn't think twice about helping you here. Yeah, and like, and be, in the episode before, you know, he was willing to mortgage his condo to uh, mm-hmm. put up the bail money. So, you know, we've come a long way from episode one. Exactly. Uh, so then we cut to some photos of Monk. They're arranging a memorial. Um, sad stuff. Natalie is. Yes, Natalie is. And uh, Disher comes in. Yeah, but he's got uh, he's got a bouquet of flowers, and uh, who sent those over? My, 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 my. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Not only did she send them flowers, but apparently she's going to fly in for the service, so. I mean, I hope so. Get, are we going to get a... shitty if she didn't. 
Are we gonna get a Biddy Shram uh, cameo in this episode? I mean, unfortunately, no. But like, I, like I've told you before, she does come back, so we, we get a cameo. Not, it's not any cameo. She's a guest star. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and I do love the thing that Natalie says is like, you know, when he was alive, he always said he didn't have any friends. Um, we know that not to be the case, though. No, of course not. And Disher asks Natalie if he can write a song for the service, and Natalie says yes because it would be awkward to say no. Right, and he's always been a big. Uh, well, not quite a fan, but he knows that Randy loves music, so exactly he'd like that. And so we realize that Natalie is not letting Stalmeyer come in because she blames Stalmeyer for shooting Monk, um, right? Because she says at this at this point at this point the only person that knows that his death was faked is Stalmeyer. Exactly. Um, Stalmeyer ends up letting himself in, and then Natalie won't even look at him. Um. Which is, it's gotta be tough, you know? Yeah, and then, uh, you know, she, like, kind of comes to her senses and... Or, actually, I'm sorry, that doesn't happen. Um, wait, did you mention Sotomayor came inside? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, basically, but she comes to terms with the fact that, like, you know, she knows Sotomayor and Monk's relationship, and she assumes, correctly, that it would be harder on Sotomayor yeah. than most people, because he's been through it all with him. And, you know, if you had to... If you want to put in a situation where it was, you know, you had to kill one of your best friends... Or risk your own like I mean it is what it is you know it's a yeah, shitty situation but um, then Natalie pulls like the you know you couldn't shoot him in the leg and while I'm generally sympathetic to that argument Monk was just thrown around a piece like you know by the biscuit like you know right. if Monk actually was trying to kill Stoudemire like he, you know it was a killer be killed situation. Yeah, he's, his marksmanship has been uh, a lot better since uh, his first uh, episode I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learned that, uh, the Coast Guard might never find the body, as you might imagine. I mean, the ocean is a cruel mistress. Um. Currents, bro. Currents. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, um, but Stammer mentions that, um, Natalie took out a loan to rent out the Legion of Honor for the funeral. Which, is that like some sort of, like, Elks Club kind of deal? I'm assuming so. I don't know. Yeah, so, you know, she... She took out a loan to cover out the cost of the funeral, and um, obviously he knows that Monk is alive, so he tries to basically say that Monk wouldn't have wanted such an extravagant thing, which, to be fair, I probably would buy that, Yeah, personally. he oversells it by mentioning the debt thing. Correct. Yes, exactly. He describes it in a weird-ass way, and, you know, Natalie then, you know, pulls back and just says that, you know, she gets upset at the idea of, you know, not going all out for his funeral service because, like, he's a loved mm-hmm. person by them. And um, and so she takes back her invitation inside the house, or her non-invitation to the house, mm-hmm. and uh, and kicks him the fuck out. Yep, and it's a, you know, sad scene, but it's, I mean, it's less sad that he's not actually dead. It would be more sad if Monk was actually dead. Um, or if Sotomayor didn't know that, yeah. if, like, for whatever reason, yeah. Yeah. And, but Sotomayor pulls out a postcard, and uh, it's from Adrian Monk. And it says, wish I wasn't here. And it's in Sparks, Nevada. Um, have I you ever been to Sparks? Sparks' house. Huh. Have you been to Sparks, Nevada? Uh, no, but I was recently in Reno, Nevada. And if it's anything like that, I wouldn't want to be there either. I mean, it's actually adjacent to Reno. No, Nevada. no shots to any listeners out in Reno. I believe Reno, Nevada, because they're both in Washington County. Um, but the funny thing is, they make it seem like it's like a bumfuck town. But I just googled it. It's a population of one hundred thousand people. Like I'm not oh, saying yeah, it's no, a city. It's not a, it's not a podunk like spot. But at that, all. am it's I just... wrong? That they make it look like that in Monk. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes, definitely. Like it's a town I've heard of, which is like that's how I know. 
you know, I'm a jog. I'm in the 99th percentile of knowing random towns across America, but even I don't know, you know, podunk places. Um, I think I only know Sparks, Nevada, because I think one of the girls from Twin Peaks is from there. It's it's not a small city, and the thing about Nevada is that really there's like the population areas are just the areas around Las Vegas, and then like the areas around Reno, and then there's nothing else. So um, Carson City is the capital, baby, and there's it's one of the smallest capitals of the country, particularly in comparison to the population of the rest of the state. Um, Carson yep. City not important at all. Uh, so apologies to any listeners in Carson City, but you live there, you know. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You know the um, fucking vibes. Exactly. Um, and so. Uh, Monk is, uh, I believe there's a song about what Monk's doing. Oh, that's right. He's working at the car wash. Oh, yep. yep. Um, and, you know, whereas one person could describe him as being horrible at his job, another person could describe him as being incredibly good at his job. Do you think this is where Vince Gilligan got the inspiration to make Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad start off with while working at a car wash? That's a dumb question. Don't answer it. I'm pretty sure it's from the movie Car Wash with Snoop Dogg and uh, The Wash. Sorry. The Wash. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Uh, no. Um, anyway. Yeah, he definitely... I'll say this. He definitely would have gotten fired just several days before this incident. You don't tell... if At a job like that, where everyone's clearly like at minimum wage, you don't... No one gets told anything twice. <laughs> like, it's not... You right. Know. Which, by the way, The Wash was uh, directed in 2001, and it was directed by a man named DJ Pooh. I'm actually not, I'm only vaguely familiar with the ride. I know it kind of exists. It's like, that's even like a step below Soul Plane in terms of like that type of movie. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, the basic Monk's boss is yelling at him that it doesn't have to be perfect, etc., etc. Um, and uh, we learn that he keeps, he keeps calling him Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Which we talked about before. Tony Shalhoub, I mean, you're a better judge than I. I think he can pass for Hispanic in some kind of sense. Sense. Yeah, I just don't know if you would pass for Mexican. I mean, I guess you could be like, there's like a lot of Mexican Jews out there, and maybe he might yeah. fit the bill. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Sephardic Jews are a thing. Um, yeah, and so yeah, or you know, I I I think that like, if someone if if a guy because the thing you have to keep in mind is the hurdle is not that you look at him and say, oh, that's a Mexican. It's that he says his name is Rodriguez and you don't question it. And, like, someone has to really not look like what they're saying, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, we'll get to it later, but the first name he picks is stupid because Adrian Rodriguez, I is, swear to God, I've probably known at least ten of them in my oh, life. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Adrian. No, yeah, it, it's like, yeah, anyway. Uh, Adrian Rodriguez. Um, I'm pretty sure Adrian Rodriguez hits cleanup for the Rockies right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway. oh, I was thinking about Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I, I was gonna say the Padres because I think the Padres are always the funniest baseball team to just throw in an example. You know what I mean? Because they're just obscure. But I realized Adrian Gonzalez very famously played for the Padres for forever, and I didn't want to. And the Dodgers. Him. Yeah, but mostly the Padres. If he was, in the, if he was gonna go into the Hall of Fame, he'd go in as a Padre, and you know it. Um, I don't think so. Oh yeah, he's I from, he's San, from he's San Diego. From T- he's yeah. from TJ. He's from TJ. Yeah, he's exactly. He's gonna. He definitely would uh, go in as yeah. Padre. Anyway. Um, you know, uh, what was I going to say? Apparently Larry's going to have another stroke, which is, he's the boss, Larry. Um, but one of Monk's co-workers, good guy, is a big upping him, saying, like, he's the best rag man, these cars look good as new. Um, and of course, the guy whose car he's washing is not happy that his car looks good as new, he's just mad that it took 20 minutes. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I'm of the mind that I know that car washes take a long time. I'm not really there trying to speed through it. I want them to do a good job, so I guess we just differ on that. I mean, it's funny. Growing up, I don't think we... I, I don't know if we ever went to a car wash where the people actually washed it by hand. Like, because I kind of... I, I don't know if my parents felt this way, but I kind of feel like that. That just makes you feel like really shitty like it makes you feel like i'm you know a gilded age baron making people wash my car with hat rags um but no we always be able to go to like the automated one and then uh, you know every once a year or whatever we'd be on the driveway and use sponges and stuff um honestly like when i picture like florida i just think about everybody washing their own cars it just we, seems no, like you yeah. have enough space and all that shit. yeah we would wash it probably about once a year we usually would during love bug season which love bugs are a type of it's you familiar with love bugs We've talked about it on this pod. Yeah, yeah, they're gay. Oh yeah, yeah, that they get stuck in the in the. Uh, you know, Did you just say the they're gay? No, I said they get stuck in the front of the car. But oh, okay. they, I mean, they're actually very they're actually very aggressively straight. And that the reason they called love bugs is because they attach onto each other and fly around as a unit when they're mating. Like they mate for several hours at a time, so little you'll see two attached together fucking in the middle of the air. Um, it could be called fuck bugs. <laughs> I mean, if it was up to me. Um, anyway, Monk, he's in a dingy motel. And he's uh, doing the thing that anyone who's on the run while trying to solve a case that they were framed for is doing, reading newspapers and highlighting. Yeah, not only that, I think he's, like, cutting stuff out. Like, yeah. some real, like, Zodiac Killer shit. Um, yeah. He's, uh, honestly, I was going to say he's, like, two tattoos away from being uh, what's Leonard in Memento. I haven't seen that movie. Um, that's a genuinely strange. That's so up your alley. I think you'd really like it. I think you'd like it more I'm than sure I would. I'm sure I would. I like it. I don't love it. I'm sure I would. Um, but you know what's funny? It's like when I describe this, I'm like, he's staying at a shithole motel, which I just fucking hate more than anything. Well, not more than anything, but I just hate that Trump ruined us being able to say shithole without it sounding like I think you can say with motel. I think that that's, you make a good point, and I think he did do that. He ruined a lot of phrases, um, you know, but I think that shithole, as long as you're not referring to a country or like an area... If it's, like, a specific place that is objectively shitty, I think you can still say it. Now, if you're okay. listeners, if you disagree, write in. But I think you can say a shithole motel. Because, like, it's not that's not casting aspersions upon a group of people, you know? Correct. Okay. All right. But Monk is not satisfied. Well, like, the daughter of the owner comes around to replace some towels. And Monk is not satisfied with the room he's in. Yeah, I don't know what room number he's in. But he definitely wants to be in room number 10, which, you know... Um, luckily for us, no, actually, unfortunately for him, he wasn't like a star soccer player because he would have been like aces as number ten. Mm-hmm. I don't get that, but whatever. Because that's typically like uh, like you, oh. your best guys are number ten. Yeah, I no, I watch soccer during the World Cup and uh, occasionally not, but um, I apologize. It's a blind spot. I'm a ignorant American, mostly because I it is it. I get paid money to work. And I would get fired if I don't go to work. And almost every single day I don't wake up for work. And so the idea of me waking up early to watch something, I just never going to happen. I'm just, I don't care how good Barcelona is or whatever. I'm not going to wake up early on the weekends to watch a sport. It's just not going to happen. Um, Fine. I mean, that this is me just being bad. Um, I could honestly, it's more likely I would stay up to watch it. But anyway, if I was on the West Coast, I actually probably would try. Anyway, um, there's a puppy named uh, Eureka, um, which is a fun name. Uh, and yeah. but the puppy's not on a leash because it's got a shock collar. Yeah, it's got a shock collar, and obviously, the uh, ding ding ding. This is a clue for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um. And apparently, the the father has some sort of invisible fence around the motel. Um. Mm-hmm. That you know assigns shocks 
to the dog for being in a place where it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote down, of course, it's going to come up at some point. Yeah. And uh, and then the cleaner starts talking about some sort of mysterious crime that occurred in well, the Well, first area. she notices the papers on Monk's desk and is asking about it. And Monk lies and says he's doing research because he's a writer. Right. Um, but eventually we get to the point where she, like, points out this mysterious death in the area recently. And, you know, it gets Monk's attention. And, um... He becomes, uh, you know, yeah. he's going to well, solve it that. Well, it's funny. It actually really doesn't get his attention. He just happens to hear her talk about it, where it's a highway worker was run over by a silver uh, SUV, and it was a hit and run, and, uh, you know, they haven't found the guy. And that's all he, he really takes learns. It, but he takes it upon himself to figure out what the fuck happened, though. Yeah, does he? Yeah, he does. He solves it, man. That's no, no, why no, no, no. But I'm saying in that moment, he doesn't get any more information. He does. He actually because the. But girl the next off- time we see him, yes, he's no, looking no, into the, it. No, but I'm no. He's not looking. He's not doing it on purpose. He just happens to accidentally stumble. What I'm he saying still is does that. that. What, no, what I'm saying is that the girl offers like offers to give him the paper, and he makes the active choice. I don't. I care. But he can't. The point is, he can't help himself. He's per, he's not trying to solve this case. He just happens to stumble into it because he's monk. Right. Okay, fine. Anyway, so we cut to the morgue, and Rollins is looking. There's a guy who washed up, who uh, matches Monk's, like, height and age-ish. But, of course, the guy's got a tattoo, and uh, much like myself, Monk has no ink on him. Yeah, you know, he's a good he's a good guy. Whereas you said, I forget I forget which rapper had the song, but you said you were the one who originally wrote, Ink My Whole Body, I Don't Give a Motherfuck. I don't know that song at all. Uh, that maybe that was just two thousand six, like radio when I, I when I was in middle school. Anyway, uh, keep going. But yeah, the it's tattoo gave it away. In okay. whole body. The tattoo, the tattoo gave it away. Um, basically, mm-hmm. Rollins knows it's not him, mm-hmm. so he leaves the room and he makes a phone call and we hear a voice on the other side, but it's not clear who it is at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other person basically says that Monk, he did something, he's up to something, and he's still out there. So go fucking find him. Exactly. And so then we cut to the station, and everyone, Randy's giving out armbands. I was wondering just, what this was about. I thought everyone was trying to be like a bartender from like the 1930s or something. <laughs> no, because you normally obviously you just wear one black armband, but everyone's wearing two, so it's even, which is nice. Or a barbershop quartet or something. Exactly. Uh, but in Rollins, of course, has made himself at home in Stottmeyer's office, which is how you know he's a bad guy. Um, yeah. And his feet up on the desk. Yeah. And he has a question for Stottmeyer. Why, when there was the report over the wire that a body matching Monk's description was found, why didn't Stottlemyre go check? Which, you know, is a great question, honestly. Like, I think I feel like he could have... Uh, that was definitely a faux pas on his part. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should have definitely been very involved in that investigation. Yeah. So, after Rollins leaves, Randy... Well, he, men- j- he, men- he mentions... Uh, very Obviously, like, the way Rollins says it, he's very suspicious of Stottlemyre. And he mentions that he's going to stick around for mm-hmm. a few more days. Exactly. And after he leaves, Randy very sincerely is like, no, but Captain, why didn't you check out? Because Randy doesn't know. Um, and he, Stottmeyer's excuse is that he was checking out Rollins, who apparently just bought a second house and a BMW. In Catalina. In Catalina. And Never also has two offshore bank accounts, which, like, do, one, kind of defeats the purpose of an offshore bank account if a regular police officer can find it. And two... This is like fucking Goodfellas where they're spending the money on furs. Like, calm your jets, bro. Right. Why do you need more than one offshore bank account? Also, when you're in the, still in the middle of a criminal conspiracy, don't spend the money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Makes no sense. 
Um, well, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, people are stupid. It makes sense, but it is just like an unforced error. Right. But yeah, so apparently he's a very rich man, and what makes this weird is that it's on a sheriff's salary. So clearly, there's some chicanery afoot. Mm-hmm. Chicanery afoot. To, honestly, in terms of back-to-back words, like ch- putting chicanery and a foot next to each other, wonderful stuff. This is why you're my podcast partner. So we cut back to Monk, and Monk is washing a car, and he sees that there's a little weird, like with the paint, it's kind of chipped and like not full on Or it's just edge. not dried or something. Yeah, it's not yeah. fully dried because it's a red car, but underneath, what is that? Oh, it's silver paint. Yeah, and apparently, um, I don't know if it was mentioned previously, but there... Oh, yeah, no, it was mentioned. It was. Um, uh, essentially, they're looking for a silver SUV. Mm-hmm. So, ding, 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 Monk, uh, Monk solved the case. Yep, he asks his partner uh, to look underneath the car and underneath the axle. And when you know what, a little piece of a vest, like one of those like visibility vests, which, of course, in this case, didn't work. Unless the guy who did it on purpose, but I don't think so. Um, and, uh, you know, Monk smiles and he got him. You know, he can't help himself from just solving murder cases, you know? Right. Even, like, when he's in Sparks, Nevada. Yes. So. Once again, it, we, once again, when you even say it like that, it's like Sparks, Nevada is not a small, like, it, it's bigger than my hometown, you know? No, 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 That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, no, like, no, while no, he's, no. like. No, what I'm saying is that the way that I'm saying the show presents it, like, whoop, even when he's nowhere. It's like, no, he's, he's in a big suburb. <laughs> like, right. Anyway. Um, just, it would be a bad place to flee to, in my opinion. Yes. Um, so we cut to Natalie, she's at Monk's place, um, and, you know, she's directing, like, they're moving all of his stuff out, because obviously he's not going to need it anymore. He's dead. And, um, luckily for her, she's with a very well-informed, uh, mover, Mover. who reads all kinds of newspapers, even ones that don't happen. I guarantee you they wouldn't report this in the San Francisco newspaper. Uh, I think it might be, I think maybe in, like, the, because obviously every newspaper has, like, the AP part where it's, like, stories from around the country i would say this in like a major city newspaper i guarantee there's some type of weird news section and this is weird news i actually doesn't i it would surprise me that the mover read it but i think in a full edition of any major city newspaper this story would probably be way in the back in like a weird news nationwide section it was like page five so it wasn't that weird but yeah no page five was when was the thing about the guy washing up that was when rollins was talking about it this, oh, okay. there's no specific page on this one i guess i guess like there's so much of newspapers rely on like why from other places in the country so i would believe that eventually somewhere in the paper they'd report it because that'd be crazy if this actually happened this would be a huge deal like this would be a story on entertainment tonight and all the you know 60 minutes not 60 minutes maybe but like it would be a twitter trending topic you know yeah um and so because he brings it up because natalie mentions that monk was an amazing detective and he says oh like the car wash guy Right, exactly. And this gets, like, Natalie thinking, like, wait, this is a little, sounds a little too interesting to me. And Um, she learns that the car wash guy, one, takes forever to wash every single car, and two, what's his name? Leland Rodriguez. Now, is that even possible? Is it possible for someone to be named Leland Rodriguez? I don't want to ask you as the, I don't want to make you the I suppose, I suppose it could. I mean, maybe, like... You know, she had a, a white husband or, or something. Oh, like well, maybe, what, it would be a white like, mother, assuming that, unless they didn't take the last name. But, um. Yeah, yeah. I was painting a very specific picture and that probably would get me canceled. Yeah, I mean, hey. Yeah, it, uh, it's important always just to note that you have something in mind that will get you canceled and you don't say it. Um, so, uh, learns about Leland Rodriguez 
and um, then Natalie, mad, storms and goes to meet Stalmeyer. Understandably, because she was betrayed. Yeah, I mean, uh, but you know, the game is the game. Uh, you had to keep, you had to keep the 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 blank, uh, what's it called, the curtain up. You know, like mm-hmm. Stalmeyer needed to keep this under wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, yeah, she gets to the cop station and um, she, you know, is asking for him, and eventually she. <laughs> She, she, uh, she breaks into the interrogation room, um, and you know interrupts Sotomayor interrogating some guy, and obviously she's hysterical. Well, not truly hysterical, but she's she wants to talk about it right then and there. So she, um, so Sotomayor sends the guy away, um, not before he gets a little crack in. But yeah, she's upset. Obviously, she's upset that she was even believing that he was dead for a while. But you know, Sotomayor reminds him, reminds her that he that nobody knows. Randy doesn't yeah. know. Like nobody else does. So like, you know, because the whole thing keep... is that Rollins yeah. is clearly working for someone powerful, maybe even up into the governor's office, um, and so he needs to lay low. And that means very specifically, Natalie cannot go see him. And I mean, he was right. You know, um, yeah, he, he mentions that that Rollins framed Monk and is in cahoots with somebody else, and he makes her promise, like, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And the, fir- the next thing we cut to is her packing a bag and taking off in her car. Yeah, just really bad, you know, operational security on Natalie's part. Um, and, of course, Rollins is immediately following because uh, I'm surprised he's not another goon. Like, he's a fucking sheriff. Like, he really has no other duties to pretend to be doing. Um but yeah, so she, he's following her to wherever she's going. Um, and, uh, ooh, just want to let you know, we're recording this on Thursday night. When I turned off the game, uh, the Nuggets-Blazers game, the Nuggets were down by like seven, and now they're up by nine with 46 seconds to go. Uh, and as the only person alive, it seems like, according to Twitter, who doesn't like Dame Lillard, haha. Bye-bye. Yeah, enjoy, yeah. Cancun. enjoy Cancun. Anyway, um, so we cut to... Stalmar's office, and this is where I think this is just pure magic in terms of scenes go. Randy is talking about his song he wrote, and he says that it's kind of a protest song, and that he <laughs> obliquely mentions the shooting during the tenth verse. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't mention Stoudemire by name, but I think just calls him the man. Or he something? calls him the man. <laughs> and then yeah. he sing, yeah, he sings a part of the song, which I this is the only really only part of the episode I remembered well, except for the way end. Um, why tell me why did a good man, good man have to, have die? to die? Shot down in his prime, <laughs> forty-eight or forty-nine. 49. <laughs> and Dude, then he, so good. He repeats it again. Cause also this is a great song because it's like almost a real sounding song, except one Randy's voice is so annoying and it's like so on the nose. Like it's not so it's not so bad that you won't believe that a person would actually think it was good. You know what I mean? Like you believe that Randy thinks he did something. Yeah, um, but honestly, it's it's not even just the song that's good. It's Stoudemire's face throughout all oh, of it. Wonderful. Yeah, like he's you know he's trying to be respectful of Randy, but at the same time, like once it gets to a certain point, and because he knows it goes to ten verses, mm-hmm. he basically gives he gives it up. Right. Yes, exactly. He tell he's like he's not dead. And uh, you know, Disher like is upset, but it, it almost looks like he's disappointed by the fact that Monk's not actually dead. And why is that? Because he can't premiere a song. 
And it's and not only can he not premiere a song, but according to him, mm. it's the best song he's ever written. Yeah. Which honestly, and, of the songs we've heard him sing, it is. I don't know, man. I like, don't really need a badge. Is not is not. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. baby, I am free. Baby, I am free. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we cut to Monk closing up shop in the car wash, and uh, Natalie shows up. And I love that Monk pretends that he's not Monk. Says, "Hola, señorita," as if there would yeah. be some reason why Natalie would be at a car wash in Sparks, Nevada. Um, right. And uh, you know she's very happy to see him, and she gives him a lot of kisses. Um, I do like many. that where she's holding a wipe, and he says, "What's the wipe for?" And then she kisses him a lot, which is that's sweet. I like it. Right, right, right. Um, but unfortunately for them, the next uh, person is not such a welcome sight to see. No. And even if it wasn't an evil person, Scott Glenn is just like, if I saw Scott Glenn, somebody would be like, I just think it would be in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're in a movie and Scott Glenn shows up, odds are things aren't going great. Um, Unless he's know. wearing an earring. No, because, I mean, I, okay, the things are not great for him then, in that case. He's getting, blown, him. The, getting blown the fuck away. Um, yeah. <laughs> by uh, Dr. Dre. I, I don't know if Dr. Dre is actually the one who shoots him, but Dr. Dre is there. Um, and baby, he's free. He is free. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> Natalie starts doing, like, the classic, we know that you did this, and we're going to nail you. And he correctly is like, this is the real world. Like, it doesn't matter what's true. It matters what you can prove. And then right. Monk, he, you know, thinks quick, and he kicks a barrel at him. Yeah, he kicks a barrel at him, and it rolls a lot more slowly than you would think. And, you know, Rollins is like, it, you know, basically, was that your whole plan? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, well, he rolled a little too slowly. But then he, like, cuts real quick and, like, shuts the lights off. And, you know, um, Rollins shoots off a couple of uh, rounds from his biscuit. And mm-hmm. Natalie and Monk, you know, head towards, like, the car wash, like, uh, alley. Yeah, where, the like, car wash. Yeah, they, like, yeah, it's yeah. like a chase through the car wash, which is a cool chase location the car for a chase. Wash. Right, and he turns on, like, you know, he turns on the whole machinery. So that's all going on, and it's, like, distracting um, Rollins, and it causes Rollins to make the comment that um, something about, like, the big man's not paying him enough. Yeah, and he the needs to big call man's him. not paying him enough. Did that make your light bulbs go off? Uh, no. I mean, no. No. Good, no. because it's very vague, and because people say shit like that all the time. Um, right. And, uh, you know, then um, Natalie ends up, like, surprising him and, like, shoots him up with, like, What's like the I don't even know what it is, like powder some type of powdery smoke thing. Um Yeah, it looked like a fire extinguisher to be honest. It, yeah, but it was I don't think way. it was. Um, no, no, it wasn't. It was But so yeah, he gets incapacitated, so they steal his car, and then we cut to that later the next day, them going through his stuff. And uh they're looking for yeah, some type of evidence through. of a bribe. And um I just want to mention for the listeners that Andre is currently cleaning out a pair of crock uh, right now. Um Yeah. Uh, no judgment. Sorry. I'm flow grown. I have a pair of Crocs. I actually don't have my pair of Crocs up here because there's really no purpose for them. But I do have a pair of Crocs down in Florida. Um, we've talked about this before. Truly, These the are best my house football. shoes. Well, I mean, not just. I mean, around the house, fine. But just in terms of just like being out in like the beach or anywhere where it's, you go from water to dry land back and forth, you can't beat it. Anyway, right? Um, they find yeah. They find a check to the Angel County Children's Center. And Stalmer and Disher looked that up, and what's the problem with the Angel County Children's Center? Um, it doesn't exist. Exactly. And the check was written so they by... they ask, yeah. The check yeah. was written by the Xanadu Corporation. And what's the deal with the Xanadu Corporation? 
I wrote Honestly, down all I these. Hear... I don't know if you did. Yeah, no, no. I get. I mean, no. I didn't get a. Bu- I just put a bunch of shell corporations. Yes, but that's all. It's owned by the Orpheum Investment Group, which is owned by the Blue Danube Foundation, which is run by. And then we cut to Natalie. Who's Dale Biderback? Right. Yeah, we got that big reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, big. Sorry, it uh, was on big. Sorry. Whenever I hear the word Xanadu, now all I can think of is uh, Sour Shoes doing the impression of Mike Francesca, where he's singing Xanadu. I don't even know who Sour Shoes is. Sour Shoes is the guy who does like impressions. Like, so he would prank call uh, like oh. a bunch of different people, and he would do like Mike Francesca, and it was fucking. I haven't annoying. really listened to prank calls since uh, soundboard prank calls were really good because nothing. No, he ever... would do Dog and and uh, he would do Mike and the Mad Dog. That is funny, together. I don't know if anything will ever beat um, uh, people calling with an Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard of "Who's your daddy Who is and daddy? what does he do?" Or the best one of all time was Pacino. Was, no, I think my favorite one, my favorite moment in any of those soundboard prank calls was one where it was Peter Griffin, and it was just like, like a minute of the call, he just goes, Ah, son, would like to plow you. It's like, what the fuck? I'm not gay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Always great. Honestly, oh, soundboard prank calls, truly a thing I miss a lot. Or Duke Nukem, I've got balls of steel. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Uh, so we cut to Dale. Yeah, the Dale, whale. Dale the whales. A new Dale. It's a brand new Dale because they can't. No one wants to be. In, once someone's in fat suit makeup for a couple of days, they don't want to do it again. Right, and um, and I looked it up, and apparently this guy is the guy who played uh, Dark Side in the Snyder Cut. I guess I didn't know that, but I mean Ray Porter or something. Sure, I mean I knew his name was Ray Porter, but I didn't even know who played Dark Side in the Snyder Cut. And my ass watched the Snyder Cut. Dark Side's also barely in the Snyder Cut, and he's mostly CGI. So. Um, right. So he's, yeah, he's getting a manicure, um, and uh, Natalie shows up, and he's. I mean, Dale is. You have, you have to say he's always on his game in terms of like people bring people off balance. They eager Miss Tiga. Great stuff. Big fan. Um, yeah, yeah. Typically, yeah. You would be a fan of a total perv. No, I'm a fan of that line. Um, I'm not a yeah, fan yeah. of when he makes Natalie move out of the way so we can look at like his assistant's, you know, behind. What's her um, name? Athena or some shit. Athena, I think, is the name. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, she he immediately takes off balance by being like, "Is it like the day that you heard the news about Mitch?" Which I realize Dale kind of he very much has not the Adam Arkin version, but the latter two versions very much have the Hannibal Lecter kind of a British accent, but like not fully. Yeah, it's like a it's like a British accent mixed with like a East Coast kind of vibe. Yes. Um, what's the um, pronunciation? Yeah. What's weird to me is the 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 series of actors who played it. I felt like it should have started with like Alan Alda, then gone Ray Porter. No, Ray Porter. Then you mean Adam Arkin. You act. You, Adam Arkin. You confused. Yeah, you originally meant Alan Arkin, but he said no, not Alan Arkin, Alan Um But no, Adam Arkin. Yeah, Adam Arkin. No, it should have been Ray Porter, then Adam Arkin, and then Tim Curry. Yeah, because Tim Curry definitely looks the worst in terms of like yeah. his physical health. Um, yeah. Although yeah. Dale is down, he's only like he's he's uh, he's at his lightest. He can be in a wheelchair now, which is nice. Um, right, but he's still got the sweet setup as usual. He's got mm-hmm. a computer. He's yeah. got a you know a, a, a fancy floor rug um, mm-hmm. and a nice bed. You know, and he's living it. Natalie mentions that the governor just refused to commute his sentence, so he's not he's not exactly in a great mood. Um, but he's, he said he's taking it in stride, he says. Right. And not only that, but he tells, instructs Natalie after the exchange, yeah, they exchange their first few pleasantries, basically tells her like, yeah, 
just take out the your recording device because I know that you're not going to come in here. Um, you know, I'm not going to confess. Yeah. And, you know, he says that he knew Monk wasn't dead because he knew Stalmar wouldn't shoot him. And he takes delight in the fact that Natalie did think that Stalmar would shoot him. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, a, he, just a truly despicable guy who just lives off the misery of others. Yeah. But particularly uh, Monk and his crew. Yes. Which is what I think, even though your miles may vary with how much you like him as a character, I think he is a very interesting character in that he is uh, one of the few... Like, Monk is obviously a show about people who usually... Not about truly evil people committing murders most of the time. So it is fun to watch him go up against someone who just enjoys hurting other people, you know? Because it doesn't really right. work. Right. The only thing that I think, like... I felt like we should have just... I, I know how hard it would have been, but I just wish that there was like a little bit more backstory to the whole Dale and Monk thing because I almost feel yeah. like once he killed Trudy, that would have been enough. Like, you well, know, no, like Dale didn't Monk, kill Trudy, though. So. Or like whatever. Like Once that all happened because Trudy's yeah. the one that exposed him or whatever. I just well, no, the like, thing is, I think it was enough. It, Monk... I mean, Dale didn't do anything to Monk until Monk put Dale in prison. But he had something against him still. Yes, but he didn't. He only had to. It only came up when Monk confronted him, like with the murder. Like if Monk, if Monk never investigated Dale for a murder, I don't think Dale would even think about Adrian Monk twice. Okay. Anyway, okay. he says he wants to trade places with Monk. Uh, he wants Monk in prison. And he wants to be out there. Um, and then Natalie mentions that Rollins used to work in uh, the prison, and uh, clearly, what happened is that they hired Frank Nunn to do something and then uh, framed Monk for his murder but according to Dale they're too late to stop whatever the plot is afoot yeah um, you know he was always going to rub it in their face and um, you know at this point it looks like what they're going to do oh yeah okay no I'm sorry so yeah that happens and then Natalie leaves right no because remember he takes his he wants to record a message for Monk on the camera Oh, right. Okay, yes, yes, exactly. I was getting, I mean, I was going to refer to that, but yeah. Um, so he records, like, you know, a, a message for Monk where basically he's gloating about everything that's happened or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, that ends, and then we cut to basically Monk watching the video, and mm-hmm. Monk has uh, something that he takes away from this whole video. He thinks he's getting his, out. Yeah, he thinks he's getting out. And not only that, there's something that catches his eye in yes. the back of the you know in the back of the the mm-hmm. picture and it's basically the the screen of the computer and which has yep. a weather report for Riverton, California. Did I not say that that comes up again? Yeah, I knew I knew that's who you're going to say. Yeah. yeah I know cuz I'm an ass. Um and apparently what they they look at the newspaper and the governor is leading a parade in Riverton, California. Cut to the parade. Natalie and Monk show up. The governor and wife are in a convertible which you would have thought they would have learned the lesson from uh john fitzgerald kennedy but whatever um yeah you know exactly and I, that's exactly what I, said. I mean governor's doing the kennedy impression and mm-hmm. <clears throat> rollins is in town he's watching the the action go down and um i gotta say i really love monk's uh, street clothes yeah he's you know great i really i wish he you know dressed down a little bit more you know he's uh he, he doesn't have a bad sense of style you know um, no not at all so uh they end up finding police officers in the parade and frantically explain everything that's going on um, about how... I'm not going to make you do the here's what happened because it's a lot. And we also know most of it. But basically the thing we learn is that Dale the Whale hired Frank Nunn 
to basically kill two birds with one stone. One, to plant a bomb to kill the governor because his lieutenant governor is on the take and will commute his sentence. And then use Frank Nunn to frame Monk for murder. Right. Use the murder of Frank Nunn mm-hmm. to cause that. Exactly. And I'm, re- I'm really pissed I missed an opportunity to mention that there's probably an Urban Outfitters in Sparks, Nevada. That, true. Um, yeah. But because uh, I know a lot of their deliveries come out of there. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, that's not great. So Monk and Natalie start, you know, trying to stop the police. Well, no, the pro- I didn't, we didn't mention the punchline in this bit where, of course, the police officer they're talking to is from their sister city in Italy and doesn't speak English. Amalfi, which I've been to. Mm. And it's not a city. It's like a, it's a region. Yeah, the Amalfi Coast. Um, Correct. And so uh, Rollins sees Monk and like is like telling the cops, get that guy, he's a wanted man. And so they're hiding. And they're thinking about how the bomb is going to work. Is it on a timer? Is it remote control? Thing. Uh, like kind of on a remote control. But it's like a... No, it's actually like a perimeter kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, activated bomb. So essentially there is uh, the trigger or the battery or whatever. It's in the, the banner that's above uh, yes. one of the streets. And as soon as the car crosses that, that's going to trigger the bomb explosion. Exactly. It's like the dog collar. So... Um, uh, they realize exactly. that they have to stop them. Stoudemire and Disher show up, and they're trying to stop the parade, but because it's a parade, it's loud and people can't hear them. Yeah. Um, and so it's not very successful, and, you know, they're kind of going back and forth trying to figure out what the hell's going to happen. And at this point, Natalie, you know, as, you know, the tough woman that she is, mm-hmm. she decides she's going to try to do it, so she runs up, and, uh, you know, tries to get on top of this, like, breaker generator To try to thing. remove the thing. The yes, correct. Uh, and, uh, you know, the cops stop her because, obviously, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so everyone's kind of just standing around watching, and eventually... Um, Stoudemire oh, well, and Rollins yeah. meet up, and they're basically trying to arrest each other. Right, which I think at this point, uh, Rollins would have the upper hand, right? Because they're not... In each other's jurisdiction? They're not in each other's jurisdiction? No, it's not in Rollins' jurisdiction, I don't think. Oh, it's not either? No. Okay, then never mind. I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's okay. impossible to say because Angel County is fictional, so, um, you know. Right. <laughs> I actually don't know if it is, but I don't get the impression it is because he's not, like, he's, he, he they're not, uh, they no one recognizes him and no one, you know. Um, also, if it was a parade in his jurisdiction, he'd probably be in uniform. Um but anyway, right, true, true, so, true, true, true. you know, they're, uh, they're shouting about how the triggers in the banner, and Monk then has a flashback to his dream of not being able to stop Trudy from being blown up, so he knows what he has to do. Yeah, so, you know, he, uh, I mean, what we think, or what I thought was going to happen was he was going to try to do the same thing that Natalie did, but mm-hmm. no, he jumped straight onto the, the lieutenant, no, the governor's car, mm-hmm. and, um... You know, the cops are trying to stop him in the middle of all this because, you know, they would, obviously. It's yeah. It's kind of yeah. a crazy situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, no, he, he does something else. He reaches for the key in the ignition and pulls it off, and that's really the only way you're going to stop this from happening. So, kudos mm-hmm. to Monk. And so he's shouting that there's a bomb in the car, bomb in the car. Stoudemire looks underneath, and wouldn't you know it, he pulls out a bomb. Uh, and there's no bomb squad because Riverton's not a big city, so Stoudemire has to slowly... Removed. But it's on. It's 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 uh, they're thinking about it. Yeah. Either, yeah. Oh yeah. It's in the next year's budget. But it's a pretty simple bomb. Um. You know. Uh. And so he slowly disconnects it, and then he says, "Take your hands off my friend, please." Um. You know. It's nice. 
Yeah, and um, you know, who needs a bomb squad when you got Sotomayor there? Exactly. Uh, but also, so yeah, Rollins gets arrested and and Monk gets a hug and a and a good job. Mm-hmm. So great. Yep. Then we cut to the end where Monk's visiting Dale in prison, and uh, all of Dale's toys have been taken away. Yeah, except for never mind. Um, yeah, all of mm-hmm. his shit has been taken away. Um, but yeah, but he can't and, find that know, toy, by the way. So that's why. Oh, got it. Okay, thanks. Uh, so, you know, they start to get into it and, you know, Monk starts laying it on a real, you know, laying it on him, his situation that basically, not, not that he won, but basically mm-hmm. that, you know, Dale lost. Yeah. Rollins and, is going to prison and so is the lieutenant governor probably. Right, exactly. And, you know, he, Dale gets very upset about the fact that like Monk's kind of gloating even though mm-hmm. he really isn't. And mm-hmm. he just starts yelling out like, what did you win? Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather be in this prison than the prison that you are in, yeah. you know, this prison with all your past uh, regrets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because Monk mentions that in Nunn's apartment there were some letters where he refers, talks about the bombing. He doesn't mention the guy's name who hired him, but he goes by a nickname, The Judge. Yeah, and, um, you know, that's, I mean, I think at this point it's safe to infer uh, that some sort of corrupt judge is uh the person behind all this? I mean, judge can mean a lot of different things. You know? I feel um, like I feel like you're taking this very literally. I am. I actually am. I thought it was like... I, I just think that's what it is. I mean, I'm not going to say either way. Okay, fine. Um, and so, you know, Monk doesn't have much to go with. And, you know, Dale kind of laughs at him because he's got a little lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? It, that that beats being in prison, and it beats that is absolutely the, true. The miser- Prison's bad, beats, as far as I understand. It beats being the miserable person that Dale is. Um, so you know, Monk turns around and he leaves, and doesn't stop Dale from screaming out his last couple of insults. And um, Monk just says, uh, "Have a good life, Dale." Yep. And then the episode ends, and the season ends. And so I'll ask you, what do you give this episode of ten? Um, I gave it an 8, but I'm actually going to pull it back to 7.5. I gave it an 8, and I'm not going to pull it back to 7.5, just because I like the Dale bits, and I think that, uh, you know, it's fun, and I don't think, there's not anything I strongly dislike about it. Um, but more importantly than that, what is your favorite episode this season? It's Mr. Monk on the Run, uh, part 1. The, you're going to get so mad at me. My answer is Mr. Monk is up all night, an episode you don't really care for that much. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. I mean, we have our opinions, it's fine. And, uh, yeah, but if you share your opinion, you can do that at Strictly Monkin on Twitter. Andre Barrera, people follow you. You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And, uh, you can follow me at the J. Christie. Um, please rate subscribe. Share this show with as many people who like Monk in your life as possible, who are not offended by references to cuckolding. And more important than that, tune in next week as we start off Season 7 with Mr. Monk Buys a House. Oh man, I I, I got nothing, man. Uh, let's just get monkey, baby.